Welcome to our podcast, where we are offering the best from Temple Solel in Paradise Valley, Arizona. Here our clergy team of Rabbi John Linder, Rabbi Debbie Steele, and cantorial soloist Todd Herzog share their weekly insights from our Shabbat services and beyond. Temple Solel is a vibrant and engaged reform community grounded in relationships and deeds and elevated by Shabbat and Torah. We welcome all who seek a connection to Jewish life regardless of religious background, race, ethnicity, gender, socioeconomic status, ability, age, sexual orientation, and gender identity. Don't forget to subscribe to get a notification for our next episode. Find more information at www.templesolel.org. In Rabbi Shefa Gold's insightful book, Torah Journeys, she gives each book of the Torah one word as an overall descriptor for it. Here they are, Genesis, Incarnation, Exodus, Liberation, Leviticus, Holiness, Numbers, Journey, Deuteronomy, Practice. By this description, we are now in the book of practice, Deuteronomy. This moniker surely fits as a way of thinking about our current Torah portion, Ki Tavo, which is largely about ritual. Rituals can be staid, robotic, boring, but they are meant to be just the opposite, full of drama and life, seizing us by the shoulders and shaking us a bit, or reaching deep within us to open our hearts and minds. Rituals take work and mindfulness if we are to experience them in a meaningful way. But ideally, they awaken us through embodied practices to what is really important in life. Let's leave that there for the moment. Parshat Kitavo, this week's Torah portion, has important similarities to our lives right now. In it, the Israelites are poised, ready to enter a new land, the promised land. The Parsha's name, Kitavo, means when you enter. The focus is on concern for how the Israelites will behave and what they will believe in their new world. Just beneath the surface of the Parsha are important questions that God and Moses clearly are wondering about the people, such as what mitzvot will they remember to keep as they set up their new lives? And in what ways will they fall short? We too are on the cusp of newness. A new year awaits us. Our tradition urges us to seize this time as an opportunity to begin again. We are to see the tabla rasa, the blank slate that is in front of us. A brave new world could be ours. We don't have to live by old habits. 
And we can begin to do mitzvot that we have put on the back burner for far too long. Like the Israelites of long ago in our parsha, we stand on the brink, about to enter a new era in our lives. So what rituals and what insights does this parsha have to offer us at this time of year? I want to concentrate on three. The first is the very idea of entering. Ki tavo, when you enter. Entering, stepping over the precipice into something new can be a great aha moment. The Israelites will enter this new land together as a community. And you and I, we too will enter our new frontier, the new year, together. This is such an important annual ritual. We come from far and near to this building for the High Holy Days. Maybe parking will be a challenge. Maybe we will stress about what to wear. Maybe we will have a wonderful dinner with family before coming to shul. It's all part of the buildup to the great holy day experienced together. We will look around and we will see our community and we will be here for one another. We will have shown up for the annual meeting of the Jewish people. And we will do so along with Jews the world over. We will feel strength in our numbers, and that is important for all of us as we go into the new year. By being here, we will be assured that we are not going through life alone. We have a faith community, people with the same spiritual history, the same holidays, the same ethical teachings. Now I know not everyone can come in person. I am so grateful that we have streaming services for those who need to remain at home. And if you are one of those people, we are glad that you will be able to be with us even from afar, and we will feel that you are with us. But for those who can be here in person, please don't sit this one out. Your presence on the High Holy Days is important for you and for those around you. Ki tavo, we will enter the year as a community. That is ritual number one. Secondly, the Torah teaches us that there is right and wrong, the blessing and the curse. Our actions do matter. What we say, what we believe, what we do, it affects us and our world. This portion teaches this idea in a highly dramatic fashion. Moses tells the Israelites that when they enter the promised land, they will inscribe God's teaching on stone coated in plaster. That will be in the middle. And then the people will stand with half the tribes on one mountain and the other half on a facing mountain. As the Levites call out the potential blessings from following God, those on one mountain will shout, Amen. And then as the Levites warn of the potential curses if the people do not follow the mitzvot, 
those on the other mountain will say, Amen. The whole scene says boldly that what we do counts. We don't have to do that ritual, but we should go through the mental exercise. On one hand, here are, here are the blessings in our lives, and on the other, in what ways are we not hearing God's call to be a blessing? At this time of year, we stand in the divide between the mountains, between the blessings and the curses, and we are called upon to think how our actions and our beliefs impact us and others. Judaism teaches us that humans have free will, that we can change, and that we can create very real blessings and curses. This is the wisdom of this ritual. So as we approach a new year, we are called upon to halt and look at the landscape in front of us, actually the landscape inside of us, and to consider deeply and expansively and gently how to make this year one of increased blessing. There is a third lesson or ritual that's also in Kitavo, our Torah portion. You see, in this portion, after the very special ritual of the first fruits offering, which Avery is going to read tomorrow and tell us about, there is another offering. Now the Israelites are told to give a special sacrifice. And the text is very specific about it, who it is for. It is for the priests, and it is for the refugees, and it is for the widows, and it is for the orphans. Rabbi Shefa Gold points out, elsewhere in Torah, when we give a tithe, it is a tax, or it is a gift for the sanctuary and the priests. This one, though, is given purely in the name of justice. That is, it is to benefit all those who are disconnected from the land. This offering aids everyone who needs part of what we have. We cannot just enjoy the blessings of the land by ourselves. We are commanded to share it with others. This connects so beautifully with preparing for the new year. After spending some time on ourselves, on deepening our connection with God, on thinking about ways to improve ourselves, we are also commanded to turn our gaze outward. Who needs our help, our open heart, our open hand, our resources? This is not new to us, but we sometimes need reminding. The new year is an excellent time to consider are we adequately sharing the gifts that have been given to us with others? What is the equivalent ritual for us today? You will have to decide. Maybe it is making blessing bags to give out to the homeless. Maybe it is helping in the temple's current Sadaka aid for the Justice Center. Maybe it is increasing the Sadaka portion of your budget for the year to come. But we should certainly do some practice, some action, to parallel this sacred teaching of helping others. 
So three rituals this portion reminds us to do. Enter the new year together as a community. Consider the ways our thoughts and actions lead to blessings and or curses and share our bounty with others. As we try to put this into practice, my hope for us and for the world in this new year is actually found in this Torah portion in Deuteronomy 28, verse 6, where it says, Baruch atah b'voecha uvaruch atah Blessed may we be as we enter, and blessed may we be as we go forth. Can you hear song? May this be God's will. God, open our hearts to your Torah. May the words of our mouths and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you.